Hi everyone, my name is Mia Cecilia and I am the editor of Castle 2021. This podcast will be on the Committee on Culture and Education, or CULT. Following the increased use of e-learning technologies due to the COVID-19 pandemic, how can educational institutions of member states take advantage of the services to make education more interactive and accessible while also teaching students IT skills and safety? This is the main point raised in this topic and it is definitely important as ever. First of all, I would like to go through some ways to realize the potential of e-learning. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced students from all over the globe to stay home and have their education, their high school education, their middle school, even university students and people who are far into their careers have been forced to use Zoom, Google Meet. Every kind of platform you can think of has been used to online education, online schooling. There is a massive potential of e-learning and some have been starting to think into whether this can cause an education revolution across across the globe, giving people with lesser resources the ability to suddenly take part in the education. Plan Academy Manager of Plan International Don McPhee from the UK has stated a few statements on this. He says, E-learning offers the possibility of providing education at low cost so that marginalized groups can access quality education, but it will require that reaching the marginalized is a priority for government and a worthwhile social cause for the private sector. Especially this about reaching the marginalized is a very important point, since during the COVID pandemic, the focus has not been on reaching those groups, the focus has been on providing proper education for everyone who has been sent home from their schools. Marginalized people will not necessarily have access to laptop and proper internet connections. That is definitely needed for a proper online education and e-learning. However, the low cost aspect is definitely worth mentioning since it will take no rooms and no physical schools to actually be able to take and have education. It is also important, as he continues to state, that you should not forget about the teachers. Effective e-learning is not only about creating good learning content. To be effective, you must also invest in teachers as facilitators rather than as lecturers or deliverers of content. Currently, the teachers have been used to teaching something, having a monologue, having a speech in class, teaching the pupils and the students different things they can learn and they can use in the future and correcting their work. By doing online, it needs to be changed drastically. There needs to be used new methods, something that has not been looked into before in the same way. Manager of Social Information Systems of the Futures Group, Lorena Morea from Guatemala, has also made a few statements on this, saying that you need to make access to technology a priority. What we see in Guatemala is to turn the hype around e-learning into real education progress. You need to improve access to IT infrastructure. Guatemala is not exactly relevant to the EU topics. However, you can reflect it onto the countries of the EU with lesser resources and in Europe generally. There are member states who do not have the same economic resources as some of the other member states and do not have the same infrastructure that makes it possible to actively focus on the e-learning. Focus on technology is needed and this will have to go through the European Commission, the European Union and a lot of national member states who will need to actually invest in this as a part of the future. The relevance of this 
topic is more important than ever. Digitizing the educational sector, introducing e-learning and improving IT skills has been a goal of the European Union for years now. The pandemic this year, last year, and even in the end of 19 has caused more than 1.2 billion students to stay at home. That's around one-sixth of the full world population who has been staying home and taking their education online. The change in that sector has to happen more rapidly than anyone had ever expected. The original EU goals were aiming for having years to implement this, but with the pandemic this has been sped up so much that it is almost impossible to follow now. Education is in fact a human right, and the equal access to online education can allow to bridge divides for people coming from different backgrounds, but there needs to be invested in the digital infrastructure to actively allow this. The digitization of the educational sector also comes with numerous advantages. It is made more accessible and inclusive for people from different backgrounds, people from low-income families, minorities, people with disabilities or who have faced geographical barriers will suddenly be able to actually actively participate in the education provided by the government or by local schools. The interest in online educational services has been seen by, for example, more people at various ages deciding to develop their qualification, signing up for online courses. Education is more accessible than ever, but you need to still actively search for it and to have it offered directly to you. There are also a lot of obstacles and challenges that we are facing with the use of e-learning technologies. People here, especially talking about the teachers, lack the necessary preparation for actually being able to provide the same academic level of education as they did pre the pandemic. Some even say that the education is now ineffective. People who have trouble sitting still will not be able to concentrate on online education. And the online learning requires 40 to 60% less time than traditional methods. And final results are lower than before the pandemic. Mental health problems have emerged drastically. People are feeling anxious, they're feeling lonely, people are feeling stressed, since they have to be able to keep up with the same expectations as before the pandemic, but in a higher grade being able to actually put it together themselves and to be able to define what direction they are going in without the same help from a teacher as they have been able to before. There are three key terms in this. Online education, of course, being the first of them. Online education is defined as the learning process that is set in a digital setting and includes learning entirely online or partially by being a supportive tool in the traditional learning. Thus, students who participate in online education are experiencing distance learning. The second one would be information technology or IT skills. Stand for knowledge and abilities when using and understanding technology as well as being able to implement them into everyday lives. IT skills is an absolute necessity in this discussion. Many young people have this, but some generations do not have, some minorities do not have. People who have less resources might not have the IT skills actually needed for getting something out of the online education. Formal, non-formal and informal education is the last key term. Stand respectively for education provided by schools and universities, organizations and institutions, an environment outside of the previous two, so for example conversations between family members or friends. Education can be everything and it depends totally on what the goal for it is. 
but it is important and education is something we need to acknowledge as a fact it's something that will influence our lives constantly education is not only the conversation you have with your grandma say telling you about what has been happening in her youth it is also about your social sciences teacher talking about you with sociology um, theories it is the education you get in math telling you all the formulas and how to calculate on rates far out in the future every skill soft or academic is something you need and you need to be able to adapt to the new concepts of learning which can definitely be difficult there are some different stakeholders in this the European Commission being one of them this is one of the institutions of the European Union that initiate and enforce laws every law has to go through the Commission and the EU will only have a supporting role in the sector of education however it is very important that they are able to set out guidelines generally um, for the member states so that they know what to implement and why the member states are responsible for proclaiming national laws regarding the educational sector in the pandemic every member state has had to adapt their educational systems and they have used many different approaches however almost every one of them has been using the education online lifelong learning platform is an umbrella organization that unites more than 40 european organizations to promote lifelong education here they have also been fighting for making the online education more accessible and of better academic level than it is right now there are some different european union agencies that are also important first of them being the european institute of innovation and technology an agency that aims to innovate the eu in various sectors this has both been part of horizon 2020 a project that has run for the past year and will be continued as horizon europe the european association of distant teaching university edichu is a network of online universities that want to promote distance and blended learning those are cooperating between more than 300 universities all over europe and those are some of those that really want to promote the online education and have skills within them as they have been working on them for way longer than this pandemic has lasted lastly we have the european distance and e-learning network eden that encourage and smart distance education they train the professionals from the educational spheres such as the teachers and principals to understand and further improve the already existing practices several practices within online education have been implemented over the past 10 years or more but people have not yet fully gotten a grasp of how to use them and this is something those organizations want to change those are 100% sure some of the stakeholders you're going to include in your debates during your committee work there have to be different measures in place and you can learn a lot about those whereas the Erasmus plus program will also support education this has to be taken into consideration whereas also the civil society will have a lot to say as those are the ones directly affected